WMAY. This is the Jim Leach Show. Kevin Hart filling in for Jim Leach. Jim Leach is filling in in the mornings for Greg Bishop, who is off having a fun time on vacation. He'll be back next week in the mornings. A couple days ago, an interview with Kim Curley, a friend of mine from Carbondale, who I hadn't seen since I did a show with him in uh, 2016, I believe. 2016 or 17. And he is going to be here this weekend for a production called The Weir. Now, that show is... uh, being put on the Hoagland Center for the Arts. It was originally in Carbondale. Now it's here in Springfield. I'm talking with the director, Kevin Purcell. How are you, Kevin? I am well, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on. Uh, and uh, thanks for thanks for bringing, uh, bringing a, a show, a bunch of talented actors as well, here to Springfield to put on this production. Uh, I want to ask you, um, you have, a, you have a, a, a history here and in Carbondale as well. Is that correct? I do. Yes. Yes, I've lived I've lived in Springfield twice in my life. Once for 8 years in the 80s and then uh, we went off and lived in Seattle for 20 years and then I came back and lived here for another 6 years uh, up until about 2013. So, um, and so of course I have long-standing friendships and connections in the theater community and helped found Over the Moon Productions which was a Oh, yeah. uh, a, a long-standing theater company here with some of my close friends, Lee Steiner, Gus Gordon, Paul Presney, um, folks like that. And uh, so uh, I, I have stay connected. I have very dear a number of very dear friends here in town, and and of course and we our son and we have family up in Chicago, so we often go from south to north uh, in Illinois, and, and invariably you're going to pass near Springfield when you do that, right? So yeah. there's lots of reasons for me to be here, and I enjoy coming and seeing everybody and also supporting the Hoagland, which is a, a favorite place of mine. Yes, that's very good, and I absolutely agree with you there. Hoagland is a, it's a pretty great place, puts on a lot of shows and houses a lot of different uh, organizations as well. Uh, so the production, The Weir, uh, for those of for for those listening and watching, uh, if they're watching it on um, on Facebook or YouTube after the fact here, uh, if if they are not familiar with the Weir or they maybe didn't hear the interview with uh, with with Kim the other day, uh, give us a short uh, lowdown of uh, the Weir and also the history of this production in particular. Yeah, well, short hoedown is first of all, it was voted one of the 100 best plays of the 20th century by the National Theatre of Great Britain poll they did a few years ago. This one came in 40th mm. in the 20th century, and uh, and so it's it's it, and there's no doubt in my mind it's here to stay. It, it was written originally about 20 years ago, and it's been performed all over the world. Um, and successfully to, to many um, fascinated audiences. And the playwright himself, Connor McPherson, describes this play very brief, briefly by saying a bunch of people show up in a pub in rural Ireland and they get to know each other through the stories they tell. And and if any if any of us have ever been to a specifically in a pub in Ireland, uh, you pretty much can guarantee if you're there for more than five minutes, you're going to hear some stories uh, from the people that are there because that's just part of the cultural ritual of pubs in Ireland. And uh, so in that way, it's a very familiar setting and a familiar experience. But but for a play. 
Um, I myself have never worked on or seen before a play where a bunch of people show up and stories happen, and then that's the play. So in some ways, it's extremely simple, and in other ways, it's very deep and um, and. In emotionally engaging in yeah. a way in ways that I think may surprise our audiences, and so so that's a brief description of it, but very much a mystery and a suspense suspenseful play of five characters interweaving their lives. And this production in particular is also fascinating, uh, given how all of us have made it through the pandemic over the last eighteen months or so. So I had cast this production originally almost two years ago, and and we were set to perform The Weir in Carbondale in March of 2020. Well, I don't Mm -hmm. have to tell anybody what happened in March of 2020. I I was working on a show that was going to open mid-March of 2020, so I I, Uh I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did that show ever happen, Kevin? No. we, we attempted to get it uh the eventually some of the songs are performed in different uh it was into the woods and it was um oh yeah and it was uh we we uh, some of the performers were able to uh do some of them in a concert some of the songs but uh, sure. uh there were a lot of shows from uh right before the pandemic that just um all over the world just uh, didn't end up happening exactly yeah. and that's what we thought was going to happen with this and and so we, you know, we didn't even know if we we're going to stay connected to each other. So for I had a Zoom, I was I'm a Zoom host for other things I do, mm-hmm. and so I kept our cast just connected virtually. Like we'd meet monthly and read a scene, or you know, just talk to each other about how we're doing. You know, so we stayed connected. One of our actors had to drop out due to work conflicts. He just had too too much stuff pulling at him, and. Um, so we weren't even sure if we we're going to recast that role. Like, are we going to do this play ever? Yeah. And so, uh, oddly enough, <clears throat> before we had dates in Carbondale set even to perform The Weir, about eight months ago, Gus Gordon called me. Yeah. And Gus and I are old friends. And, and he said, Kevin. And he didn't call me that often. So this is kind of an unusual situation. Yeah. So he said, Kevin, I've got a local sponsor that wants us to produce this Irish play called The Weir. Do you know about it? And I said, well, Gus, it's funny you should say that because I am trying to direct a production of it in Carbondale. And he says, you're kidding. And I said, no. And so we long conversation. We agreed that if I ever got dates to perform it in Carbondale, that that probably would mean in Springfield it would be a time to perform plays since the state is fairly unified around public health strategy. Yeah. And um, and so as soon as I got dates early October, I called him up. This was back in July. And I said, well, Gus, here's what I got. What can you do? And he called me a week later and he said, come on up October 15th and 16th. I said, we're there. So but honestly, we didn't know up until really a month ago if we were actually going to be live on stage, uh, you know, 10 days ago in Carbondale with with this play. Yeah. And uh, but we were and we had 170 people show up and they had a great time. And so we've hit the road and my cast is coming up tomorrow morning and uh, we've got all the set and lights and costumes and props and everything ready for them. And they're going to walk in. We're going to do a run through in the afternoon at eight o'clock. We're going to go live with whoever shows up. Very good. Well, that that is that is great. Uh, you got such a, a good response there down in Carbondale, and there is um yeah. that is the Varsity Theater is really cool. I do like the 
you know, I you know, it's it's always a it's it's cool driving by it and everything, or, or just walking by it, of course. And there, um, I have to get back there because I haven't been back to Carbondale in a while. But yeah, yeah. So it's cool to uh, that you guys are so 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 the process of bringing the show uh, to uh, another place such as Springfield. Oh, yeah. Have you yeah. have you done that with shows previously where you've taken the cast of a show and brought them to a new location and what is that like? Yeah, it's wild. And yeah. um I have over the last 45 years uh off and on uh, done theater in my life. I also helped found the Seattle Public Theater which still exists today out in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And and that theater when we founded it in 1988, we did a lot of touring the first 10 years. So I was on the road a lot with that theater. And um and so you get you get used to, you know, you you build a show to to be mobile easily and and as you know you get it you get your van and you throw it in there you know the mickey rooney judy garland story right let's <laughs> yeah. do a show you know here's a place and uh what time you know people call hey what time can you be here well we'll do the show all right well here we go yeah. so it's like you know and so in this case i i managed to take the essential set pieces costumes and hand props in my suv and bring them up here and then i was fortunate enough to have great people like melody sheehan who manages the storage facility for all the Mm -hmm. theaters in town right you know melody i do and and she and i are old pals and so I, i went out there and she gave me some more stuff and gus had some more things at hoagland and so i've patched everything together and and uh we're got lights and sound all ready to go and so we're we're ready to go live. We got a few things to do in the morning, but the caskets here at noon, and we'll spend the afternoon just sharpening things up for for our Friday night audience at eight, and Saturday audience is at three and eight. Awesome! So it is. So there's a matinee performance on Saturday then as well. There yes. is at three o'clock. Yeah. All right. So so it is. Uh, so then it's Friday night, Saturday night, and Saturday afternoon how can people get tickets um and yeah, this is of course H- at the hoagland yes yeah hcfta.org is the hoagland's website and you can buy them right there and then they'll be for you right there at the theater when you get there or you can also call the hoagland of course whose number i don't have written down but i'm sure that's easily findable oh yes and uh yeah and so and also gus has been very careful to uh create space for the audience so there's plenty of room to social distance and, you know, and also, um, uh, you know, see the play very well when you show up. So I, I, I don't want to forget, Kevin, to say this. I, we have a couple of local sponsors, mm-hmm. the law firm of Walter Beeman, Lynch and Laundrigan. We are grateful to as well as the Carpenter Street Hotel, who have both sponsored this production. So thanks to them. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. And that is that is great. That is The Weir opens tomorrow night, plays tomorrow night and Saturday afternoon and evening as well. Kevin, thank you for joining me. You and the cast break a leg and hope to see you this weekend. Well, hope so too, Kevin. Thanks for having us on. And Springfield, come and see it. We don't think you'll be disappointed. It doesn't, I don't, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like a great yeah. show. Thank you so much. All righty. Take care. You too.